Hello, hello, hello. Okay, just letting there everybody. Hey everybody, this is Mike from uh What We Stream, formerly What We Binge. It was what we binge a long time ago, actually. Um, but we kind of uh kind of missed some of you all what we binge audience out there you know uh ever since we changed it to a what we stream uh we've had some love but at the same time it's kind of like you know i think binge watching and this may be a controversial opinion from one half of what we stream the podcast but um i think binge watching is on its way out yeah and I know I'm not the first one to make that opinion, but, um, you know, it. I remember when I was in college, it wasn't that long ago, but I'll just say, it. yeah, I remember when I was in college and the entire idea of binge watching of it being, it's always existed. You know, you always, always had marathons on TV and stuff, but the idea of binge watching as like, this cultural activity really started in the early 2020, early 2010s when uh, Netflix was ramping up its original content. Hulu had a few shows that um, people were catching on to, but it was really when um, House of Cards dropped and then Orange is the New Black that, you know, the idea of having all episodes of a show in one season drop all at one time and having people do what they want with it. They could sit through it like a movie or they could watch it a once a week. It's it's like you could do what you want with it. It was the first time that really uh, became kind of a cultural norm. Now, fast forward all the way to uh, 2022 and you have various shows that have various release schedules. And I like that there is some experimentation going on. You know, you have shows where you release every Tuesday, every Wednesday, maybe you release the first two or three episodes first, and then you release the, the rest weekly, or you have something like Andor, which released the first two episodes all one time. And then up until I think last week or so, they kept releasing new episodes every week, and now they're repeating the process on Disney Plus is repeating it, this process on their sister streaming service, Hulu, where that is the one Star Wars show that they decided is worthy for a Hulu audience. So I don't know if they're ever going to put the other episodes on there, but episodes one and two of Andor are now on Hulu and they may be expiring soon so you guys should check that out right now if you don't have Disney Plus and Disney decided to do some cross promotion and put Andor on different outlets that they own I think they put it on ABC the way that uh, Viacom now known as Paramount put Star Trek Discovery on CBS but it doesn't stop there. Andor is has also been playing on FX because I think this may be the first show that 
the higher ups believe have crossover potential between all their platforms. And that is the one advantage that being with a traditional media company, distribution company, studio has is that you have different outlets that you can put your TV shows or movies and content on. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if ABC had the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special play on their station at some point close to Christmas. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if it's going to happen, though. And I'm kind of going around the world with this topic. I really just wanted to talk about how streaming went from this novelty way of watching TV shows and movies to becoming this cultural activity of binge watching to this era we are now where streaming has so many patterns in the way they release new and old content and so much cross-pollination between different services that attention really is more scattered now than ever before and we've talked about this on the pro on the uh the podcast a lot raph and i and you know in the long run it did make sense to change from what we binge to what we stream because nowadays we're just streaming but whatever the normal activity is you know we don't know anymore like i said in an earlier podcast my default activity now to basically take a breath from work is to walk in the door, lie on the couch or on the ground and scroll through YouTube shorts. And I may or may not airplay it to the TV. So, you know, that's uh, everything is changing. So I kind of went around the world with that topic, but in a weird way, this brings me to the show I want to talk about this week that eventually I want to talk about with Raf Wednesday. Now, for those of you that don't know about the show Wednesday, Wednesday is a spinoff of the Adams Family franchise. And this is a franchise that's been around forever. It started in the New Yorker, basically in the early New Yorker days. It Adam's family to the New Yorker was what the Simpsons was to the Tracy Ullman show. It was a little cartoon that was peppered in that somehow became a bigger, bigger cultural behemoth than the content that surrounded it. And Adam's family at the time was, it was high concept, but when the Adam's family first came out, it was designed to be this cultural satire where there were many outlets in media that were focused on idealism and corporatism and in an age where pop culture was really just kind of you know popular culture has always existed but with the new yorker being mass produced and with adam family becoming such a hit it it in a weird way was the format that gave way to other high concept yet grounded franchises about families and modern living. Like later on, you had the Flintstones and 
Jetsons, and of course, you mentioned The Simpsons already. All of that is to say that Wednesday continues this tradition decades, 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 almost like a century later in a way that is relevant to now, in a way that I like. You know, the one criticism I keep hearing from this show is that... Um, the one criticism I keep hearing from this show is that it's too CW-like or it's too similar to a show like Riverdale. But in a way, I feel like that's its strength. Okay, I didn't even go into the plot. So Wednesday Adams is the daughter of the Adams family. And initially in the original Adams family cartoons, like the New Yorker cartoons, she was just that, just the daughter. She would uh, go through the processes that a teenage girl would go through, but she would have kind of a morbid yet funny take on it. And then she was the cute daughter when the Adams Family TV show came out. And through all the incarnations of the Adams Family leading up to, you know, the 90s shows and the movies and even to the MGM cartoons, she became more and more flat-faced and a little bit more straight-faced and basically st stared into the eyes of idealism and gave everybody around her a dose of both reality and a sense of her morbid sensibilities, I would say. She was the original goth girl, I would say, or one of them. So this show... It's basically kind of a kind of a murder mystery take on the Adams family franchise. It's directed by Tim Burton and probably the one franchise that Tim Burton should have been a part of all these years. And it's basically this murder mystery take and by the way, we we've been waiting for a darker somewhat gorier take on the Adams family for a long time. So finally we have it. And Wednesday Adams is at the center of it. She's at an academy for outcasts or people with powers or descendants of mystical creatures like werewolves and sirens. It's a little like a gothic take on or mythology take on Sky High or My Hero Academia or even... Uh, Harry Potter, let's, let's just say that, or X-Men. So she's at this school. She's an outcast among outcasts, and she's there because her parents had history there. And as the show goes on, she finds out that she doesn't know everything about her family that she thinks she does. So this show feels like it's really introducing the Adams family to a new generation. There were attempts with the uh, MGM animated movies that came out a few years ago, but this feels like a really like a first attempt. This doesn't really feel like a first attempt. It feels like the definitive attempt at getting Gen Z into Adams family or even millennials, because there's a lot of millennials and Gen Z that don't know that Christina Ritchie, who plays one of the teachers in the show, was the 90s actress that played Wednesday Adams. So 
to some people, Wednesday Adams is almost like this brand new character that, you know, they can relate to. And I feel like this is a great addition to the the ever-growing teen mystery drama that's kind of like half teen problems, half murder mysteries. The fact that this is a thing, like Scooby-Doo has no excuse to not have some live a- action adaptation, some official one, you know, just coming out in the next few years. But the Wednesday Adams, the, the, this show really feels like it's the definitive take on the character for Gen Z. And I can see this show growing because the characters, not even just the Adams family, but the characters surrounding Wednesday actually are able to hold up the show when the Anders family members aren't around. And of course, everyone's praising Jenna Ortega. Uh, She's being labeled as the new scream queen, the new horror queen. And it's about time that we've had people from other franchises or actors and actresses that aren't in superhero movies be recognized not because we don't like superhero movies but um for a lot of younger people superhero movies are the default they were born into a time where the only mainstream the only real mainstream things that they're surrounded by are marvel movies which is something i never thought i would say i was a teenager when even Twilight was a huge franchise, but teenagers now, Marvel was it forever. So anything that's not Marvel could be considered somewhat niche or a new little cool thing to be a part of. So the fact that Jen Ortega is making her name in that sort of crowd is pretty cool. Um, So... So trying to turn this back around to what I was mentioning about um, the binging era turning into streaming, the Wednesday Adams show released all of their episodes all one time, all eight. And the one criticism I would have is this feels like a show that would have benefited from having more of a network format you know maybe not 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 in terms of restrictions but you know in terms of having uh 20 episodes where you flesh out the characters and make us feel a part of this world because in within eight episodes you're in this world and you're 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 done you're moving on with your day this would have uh, benefited from having people being a part of the world longer plus in an age of just streaming and binging kind of becoming more and more out of style. This was a pretty easily watchable show. It's a show that you will have no idea that you binged until you're on episode five. And nowadays, I don't think every show is bingeable. I don't think you can consider every show a binge worthy show or something to binge, but I think having a show in a category that you'll just wake, you'll just look up and all of a sudden you realize you went through half of the season, that's going to become more and more of a thing. The only show I can really 
think of actually the only two shows I can really think of that really gave me that feeling were Cobra Kai and Our Flag Means Death, where it's this weird combination of easy viewing, but somewhat cinematic enough and enough of a hook to keep me in. But at the end, it's character, character, character. You can have whatever the, the, the best shows now are ones that start with somewhat novelty plots and suck you in because the characters are rich and well enough to basically ride you through the show. And Wednesday is doing a great job of that. It's bringing me into a franchise I never really um, saw myself as a part of. I never really kept up with the Adams family or anything. I didn't even know they had powers or that there were other mythical creatures in the Adams family world. I thought it was literally just a family that was into dark stuff in the middle of suburbia. And that was as far as we went, but turns out uh, some of them have uh, magical powers and are having trouble controlling it. So I don't think this is going to be a huge TV show or franchise anytime soon. I don't think it's going to overtake like Harry Potter or even Percy Jackson or anything for being the most relevant show for teens now. But in a time where people's attentions are becoming more and more splintered, I have to give this show credit for keeping my attention for five episodes. And I will end on this. Part of it is because of the character of Wednesday Adams. For some reason, in every generation, that character of the person that is no BS, calling out everything around her and basically not giving in to the fake idealism that's around them. For some reason, that sort of character lasts and will always draw people in and it depends on timing i don't think people would have been super into this show all the time but this is a show that i think is needed now in a point where you know people are tossed around on social media all the time maybe i should think positive maybe i should think negative positive negative and to almost see somebody be so unapologetically themselves like this character is it, it it's appealing it's why we had characters like Daria have such a cultural impact it's like why we had characters hmm such as you know i was going to save this for last but i'm going to just say it now batman there is a reason why batman was able to have more successful iterations than superman because Batman is basically the Daria of the DC universe. Batman is Wednesday Adams. And, you know, people go to media to watch a version of themselves exist that they wouldn't otherwise show to the world. Unless they're in high school and they're the type that wants to, like, show everybody, like, the most whatever, you know, the most extreme version of themselves, you know, make a statement. I don't know if people do that anymore, P probably whatever, but it feels like this Wednesday show is going to hit a nerve with people that have never really come across this kind of character before, or have never really 
thought through why a character like like i said dario or batman lasted long but this is going to start a trend of teenagers in my head it's going to start this trend of teenagers once again being unapologetic about questioning society not in a huge conspiratorial way but you know i feel like characters like this are needed to at least address the parts of teenagers and young adults minds that smell the bullshit but don't know where it's coming from and it's not like a political statement or anything it's like that's just how you feel like when you're a young adult or teenager and if that feeling isn't acknowledged then it might be acted upon in ways that nobody wants so i think this wednesday adams show is completely necessary to, to exist for people that haven't had a character like this speak to them ever and now that this character exists in the way it does in the generation that it was made for we can continue to have basically the new generation of content creators take on the reins and not be afraid i would say i mean there's a lot that aren't afraid but you know at some point we're gonna have to go back to consistent coherent storytelling but at the same time unapologetic honesty and you have to be very brave in order to make those things meet and having a show like wednesday i think will encourage the next generation to take this up whether they're bingers streamers or neither yep that was a lot of topics wrapped into one but i'm just going to end this now with saying thank you for listening to this solo episode of what we stream i hope to talk to raf about these ideas eventually and in the next few months, uh, there are some titles coming to streaming that I saw a while back that I am excited to expand on now that it's going to be streaming. And we'll let you know what those titles are when we talk about them. So find us what we stream with Raf and Mike. Find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Hmm. Actually, let me go look at the whole list right here. We are on, but not limited to Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, Deezer, Radio Public, and of course, Anchor. And thank you, Anchor, for being an awesome service to us. And we will catch you guys next week with some ideas about the world of media which Raph and I love so very much and love so much to talk about and expand upon. So, peace.